was beyond outraged. He pulled out the sword, impaled through that chest, and was about to thrust again when he realized that there wasn't a trace of blood on the blade. Instantly, he understood and changed the course of the blade, slashing off the head of that white, clothed youth. The decapitation was swift, and when the head and its body were separated, both shriveled up and became a heap of skin bags. That body was an empty shell. Twice he had met that creature, and twice that creature had used a fake body. Not once did he show himself in his true form. Although not surprised, Shirin was still filled with angry resentment, his sword venting his anger on that soft and limp body, the sharp aura of the blade slashing the skin bag into shreds, and still he wasn't relieved. Feng Xin couldn't watch any more and tried to stop him. Your Highness, it's only a shell, he said. Still, that shell looked exactly like Shirlian's younger self, so it looked like Shirlian was cruelly mutilating himself, painting a distressing picture. Shirlian heaved a few long breaths, threw the sword away to the side, and sat on the ground. I know, he said, but I can't believe he dared use my face. Shirlian was furious to the core, and the other two knelt down next to him, silent. A moment later, Feng Xin spoke up. Your Highness, do you feel better? Don't take his bullshit to heart. He's only playing with you. However, Shilin said, No, he said some things that weren't a joke. Just... Feng Xin was shocked. He actually told you the way to lift the curse? Shilin's right hand grabbed at his own hair. He didn't tell me how to cure the human face disease. What he told me was the way to inflict the human face disease. The other two were aghast. Inflict, they asked. Shilian nodded. He looked around and felt it was still best not to stick around at Bazer Hill and decided to leave first. He didn't want to see the soldiers averting gazes nor hear the cries and whines of patients. So he returned to his crown prince bedchambers in the palace that had been left empty for many years. It was only after closing the door that Shilian somewhat calmed down. He sat down, speaking in a grave voice. Those faces growing on those people are all the dead souls of Yong An. Some are those who died on the battlefield, but the majority are those who died in the drought. Mu Ching wasn't surprised. No wonder no one from Yong An was infected with the human face disease. Of course they wouldn't attack their own people. Feng Xin frowned. Those who died in the drought weren't killed by those in the royal capital, so even if there's a grudge, there's no reason to strike here. Shilin breathed a sigh. Even if that's the case, you both know that when a person dies, there's a period of confusion. When a person had passed away, there was a time when their souls were just like a newborn, barely conscient, half-cognizant, unknowing of who they were, where they were, and what they were doing, and that period could be short or long depending on their own affinity. That period was called the period of confusion. Under those circumstances, the family 
or lovers of those spirits could guide them or influence them. The common custom of calling spirits on the seventh day was based on this rationale. Shirin continued, He, he told me that the soldiers of young An harboured an intense animosity and hostility toward the royal capital, and their parents, spouses, and children, many of them all died in the drought. Those souls of the dead would unconsciously be affected by their family's emotions, and so he used the strong will of those soldiers to instill enmity within the spirits. He urged them to take on living flesh as a host and fight for nutrients within their host's body. And this worked because the spirits, in their period of confusion, were repeatedly indoctrinated by one thought, that if not for them, you could have survived. What kind of bullshit belief is that? Who deserves to live and who deserves to die? Feng Xin commented. Shirin covered his forehead. Before, Lang Ying had unintentionally buried the body of his son here at the royal capital, and that became a fuse for his curse. I told him to give me a cure, but with so much talk, all he told me was the entire process of how to cast this curse. What the heck? A curse couldn't be lifted just by knowing how it had been cast. Feng Xin cursed. He's playing with you. What the hell? What the f***? Wu Ching, however, piped up. He wasn't playing with you. He did tell you the way. Between Shilian and Feng Xin, one looked up and the other turned his head. What way? they asked. The way to lift the curse, Wu Ching replied. His eyes brightened as if he had discovered a secret. Yang An's curse works because they harbor hatred towards Shen Le. As for Shen Le, there isn't any less hatred harbored for Yang An. Shen eyes widened slightly, his breathing hitched. Mu Ching added, Since he told you how to cast the curse, then an eye for an eye, you can cast the same curse and inflict the human face disease upon those in Yang An. Just think, the curse can only work if there are live people working it. Once they're infected by the disease, they'd be too busy dealing with it. In the long run, there wouldn't be any of them left, so the curse would break itself. Shilin had never thought of it that way. Listening to him explain, Shilin was temporarily dumbfounded. A moment later, he blurted out, Definitely not. Why not? Mu Ching pushed. Don't forget, the ones who cast the curse first are them. Shailin instantly rose to his feet. No means no. Also, you're wrong. And it must also be difficult for the young un-soldiers to get infected, just like the soldiers of Shinla. Don't ask me why. I... Wuching immediately cut in. Then just infecting civilians is fine too. They don't have a complete set of first aid resources and hands at the royal capital. The moment the human face disease erupts, it'd spread much faster and they'd have no way to fight back. Threatening the safety of civilians behind their backs to stop their curses and force them to surrender is the same thing. They can't compete with the royal capital in exhausting resources. Shirin instantly rejected the idea. Absolutely not. Don't forget what we called them when they attacked the innocent civilians of the royal capital. Despicable. If we do the same thing, 
then won't we become the same despicable people? How is that different from them? Mu Ching schooled his excitement. Your Highness, don't forget just what kind of people died to lure you into the land of the tender. They are what you call innocent civilians. Once that was said, Shelian hesitated. To be honest, there was no way for him not to take that to heart. However, he still replied, That's right, there were certainly those kinds of people, but that was because those who charge at the forefront are the most passionate, so you only saw those type of people in your eyes. But in reality, the majority of the civilians know nothing. Go to Beza Hill and you'll see. A lot of them don't even know why they're fighting. They'll go anywhere where there's food. They just want to survive. Mu Cheng, what you're advising me to do right now is to save a group of innocent people by killing another group of innocent people. I, he sighed, let me try and think of another way. Mu Ching's tone was growing impertinent and somewhat mocking. Why would I want to go to Bazer Hill to care how your enemy civilians get on? Please, your highness, you're so considerate of others, but they have never been considerate of you. Doesn't that suck? Shelian was despondent and lowered his head. Yet the image of that leg packed with those faces that continued to squirm even after having been cut off floated in his mind. After hesitating for a long while, in the end, he still shook his head. At the end of the day, this isn't in consideration of others. Even in consideration of ourselves, a curse is a double-edged sword in itself. It hurts others and ourselves. In order to curse others, the living caster must have a heart filled with poison, and those who died also cannot rest in peace. They already suffered enough whilst alive, and even in death they must live on in another's flesh, turning into monsters. You saw those things on the man's leg that day. How were those faces that were desperately trying to live any better than those infected by the disease? A curse will always rebound one day, and no one will receive a good end. Having been spurned repeatedly, Mu Ching was losing his patience. Before they reach their bad end, we'll already have perished, he yelled. You don't have a third path, and there's no second cup of water. Wake up, your highness. You're running out of time. Shelian could feel his head burning and closed his eyes. Don't say any more, he said. Let me think. Finally, Mu Ching couldn't hold back and started cursing under his breath. You really are. The one suffering in indecision is you. Now, with a cure in hand, the one refusing it is also you. You're really, really annoying. Look at the state of you. Just looking at you is a pain. Your worshippers must have collected bloody misfortune for eight lifetimes. At first, Feng Xin was listening to their argument glumly. But because he couldn't contribute any better ideas, he didn't join in. Right then, he suddenly raised his head and shoved, yelling, Are you done? Wuching was shoved back a few steps, and Shelian looked up. Feng Xin? Your Highness, don't mind me, 
Fengxin shouted, then turned to Mu Cheng. Why are you so irritated? Tell us just what exactly irritates you. I've tolerated you for a long time, but today I won't hold back. I can't fucking stand you. You're nothing but a deputy general. Without his highness's appointment, who knows where you'd be. So why do you always act like you're smarter, sharper, and stronger than him? If you're really that amazing, why did his highness ascend and not you? I, Mu Qing cried. Xilin pulled at Feng Xin. Let it go. Mu Qing is just anxious over the current situation. Feng Xin cut in. Anxious my ass. Your highness, I'm telling you, he only wants to find a reason to lecture you. He won't let go of any chance he gets to show how he's better, because he believes he's better. A cold person like him, you don't usually see how much he actually cares for the kingdom of Schindler. So now he knows to be anxious. He turned to Mu Qing. Do you think I can't tell that you take his highness for a fool? I can tolerate your sarcasm and rolled eyes. I can also tolerate you standing where you shouldn't. You like to show off. It's not the first time. So fine, go show off. You're not good enough to wow the heavens anyway. His highness doesn't mind, so I don't give a shit either. But since you're gonna cross the line, I'm not gonna stand back. Listen up, I'm not surprised you like using despicable tricks. But his highness is his highness. No matter what he decides, you better respect it. Don't you be pointing fingers and forget who the f*** you are. While Feng Xin yelled, Xilin tried to stop him multiple times. But it might be because he'd been holding back for too long, and so he couldn't be stopped at all, spilling everything out in one go. With every word, Mu Qing's face paled a shade. At first, he jerked, as if wanting to fight back. But in the end, he stopped speaking and glared at Feng Xin gravely. Shilian was furious. Are you done? He yelled. Do you want me to kick both of you out? Feng Xin's face was completely red. Blood obviously rushed to his head and he stiffened his neck to counter. Kick me out for all I care. I don't give a shit about being a heavenly official. If it wasn't for your highness's appointment, I really wouldn't care for it. But even if you boot me back to the mortal realm and I become human again, I will still be loyal to you, your highness. At your command, I will be the first to charge forward, but I will not stand for a traitor. This guy, if he can't use you to become a heavenly official, he might not even follow you. I bet he doesn't even have anything good to say about you. There, I'm done. At first, Mu Qing was silent, his hand covering his mouth. But having held back for so long too, he couldn't put up with it anymore either, and yelled back. F***ing use him? What a beautiful speech. What do you know? Shilian was going mad. Both of you, shut up. Shut up. The two bit back their retorts with immense difficulty. The dispute this time was too big and even idiom trains couldn't save them. It was a while before Shailen could push down his fury. He scowled. In any case, cursing is a no-go, he said. Mu Qing sneered, but he still acknowledged, hmm, you're the boss. Feng Xin was more succinct. 
Yes, sir. Muchin cleared his expression and said, If there were any consequences, your highness would take on the burden himself anyway. Fengxin scoffed but didn't say another word. Shirin acquiesced immediately. Of course, I've already decided. Just then, the three of them all felt violent quaking, their bodies swaying, and Shilian was bewildered. What's going on? he said. Fengxin was the first to react. Earthquake, he yelled. With earthquakes came casualties. Shilian shouted, Save the people. Just as they were about to rush out, a person rolled out from under the bed and extended his arm. Cousin, cousin, don't forget about me. Take me along too. Seeing him, Shirin was even more perplexed. Chirong, why are you in my chambers? He couldn't possibly fathom the bizarre life Chirong led, having nothing better to do than to gather and collect anything related to Shirin all day. He also didn't know how long Chirong had been listening to them in secret. But with such a dire situation at hand, he didn't have the time to question him. He grabbed Chirong's arm and ran, and disposed of him in an open area. It was chaos within the palace, and countless attendants screamed as they rushed out from that extravagant building. Shilin cried loudly, Is anyone hurt? Is there anyone stuck? Fortunately, it didn't take long before the earthquake stopped, and after inquiring, it seems that there were no wounded or dead. Still, his heart was tight. Suddenly, there was another scream, and many were pointing at the sky behind him. Shilin whipped around, and his pupils shrank. At the center of the palace was a gigantic, glamorous pagoda, and it was slowly leaning. The celestial pagoda was about to collapse. The full name of this celestial pagoda was the Pagoda of Celestial Being, and it possessed centuries of history and was one of the symbols of the Shenna Palace. It was also the tallest building in all of the royal capital, sitting in its heart between the palace and the fortress city. It was a renowned landmark. If this pagoda fell, there would be innumerable casualties. The palace attendants and the pedestrians on the streets outside the palace all started fleeing with even more madness. Seeing this, Shirin's right hand immediately moved to cast spells, and he yelled in the direction of Mount Tesang. Come! That pagoda continued to lean slowly, and just as it had bent to one-third of the way down, the masses suddenly felt another wave of quaking. This tremor also came from the ground, yet it was different from that of an earthquake. The tremors came one at a time, having its own regular rhythm, and it became faster and faster, closer and closer. When that pagoda seemed to have leaned some more, the people finally realized that the tremor was the footsteps of something. A giant golden statue of over five meters tall, a sword in one hand, flower in the other, its body glowing, and it was walking toward the palace with large strides. Someone immediately shouted in amazement, Isn't that the Crown Prince statue from the Shenla Pavilion at the Royal Holy Pavilion? Soon, many more recognized it. It's true. It's that golden statue. Look, it's coming from Mount Tesang. Every step 
that the golden statue took was the number of miles, but it didn't step on anyone. Thump, 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 thump. It stepped into the palace like it was flying and caught the celestial pagoda that was falling, stopping the ruinous situation. Under the setting sun, that golden light shone, that glowing gilded figure raised both hands, and with its might, it exerted all its strength to hold up the gigantic pagoda that had almost collapsed. It was the very picture of a miracle, shocking countless witnesses into awed silence. Shailen slowly dropped his hand and looked to that divine statue, seeing that handsome, calm, gilded expression, a flicker of bewilderment flashed in his mind. Thank you.